0: connect podcast series is brought to you by talent talks and life online welcome i'm karen cole editor-in-chief of talent talks and life online welcome everyone i am karen cole editor-in-chief of talent talks and life online And today I'm speaking with Debbie Craig, the author of Power Up 8. now Debbie is internationally recognized people strategist. She is the founder and MD of Catalyst Consulting. And for the past 20 years, she's been transforming organizations, teams and individuals locally and internationally in over five continents and 15 countries. Debbie holds a BCom, PDM and MBA and is a registered master HR professional through the South African Board of People Practices. She is also an international neuro change consultant. She is author of several books. Uh, currently, I Am Talent Is Out, I Am Alive, and Accelerated Learning. She has also written numerous published articles and regularly presents at local and international conferences. And today we have her here to discuss her latest book, which is Power Up 8. And I'm really excited about this opportunity to really delve into what this power up of eight really means so welcome debbie
1: thanks karen and you're always very uh, kind and generous with your introductions um and, and and really just so it's nice to be here and look forward to diving
0: in fantastic so let's get straight into it let's just start by you know tell us a little bit what is this power up eight framework all about
1: well, actually, know, yeah, it started uh, with a visit to Singularity University about uh, two and a half years ago where we were invited as part of an international sort of learning fraternity to see how we could reinvent and relook at the whole world of learning and education. and how do we get people skilled faster for this fourth industrial revolution? So the technology is coming at a massive rate, but are the mindsets and the growth mindsets and the skills, are going to be ready for this and and for it coming up and so we did a lot of investigation into how we can solve the education the learning crisis and I think what struck me the most at that time was that the the mindsets and the skills and the habits that many of us are trying to build and grow is not at a full scale in the economy and in the community so uh, looking at what is our role to play is on that side how could we build the most important skills and the most important capabilities that would enable people to cope with this bombardment and this avalanche of change with new jobs new roles new technologies coming on and now more recently with the COVID impact and the global pandemic impact and economic changes and restructures how do we deal with more and more and more uh, accelerating rate of change in a world of complete uncertainty, unprecedented change, unpredictability. And so that's why we came up with the eight capabilities, but not only the eight capabilities, but how do we actually help people empower themselves to learn those eight capabilities? And we can talk a little bit more about what those are, but you know, learning is a really a, a difficult thing and change is already seen to be hard. So how do we start empowering ourselves with the brain functionality and the neuroscience of learning and change? to be able to build the neural paths and the habits to build these new skills.
0: Absolutely. And and that's so important because what I've what I have seemed to find is that we are, as adult learners or lifelong learners, that we're trying to become quite lazy when it comes to learning. We've almost forgotten what that means. You know, we want to watch a, a video on something, and we think that's going to give us sufficient um, knowledge or, or information on a particular topic. And I agree very much. We've, we've actually forgotten what it takes to establish those neural pathways. Do you find something similar?
1: Oh, absolutely, Karen. I think uh, you know Google has become our best friend and th- thinks that we're going to get everything we need from that. But I think these last uh, number of months and years have taught us that there's a lot of false information on that platform as well. Absolutely. And we need to be very conscious about what data are we feeding our minds, what data are we taking in and using, and how do we be more critical thinkers around taking in and responding to this changing world, and, you know, the, the eight capabilities also around being more curious. That is not just the superficial information that you might need today, but how do we build a deeply intelligent, curious set of questions that helps us to expand how we see the world and other people and, and builds our sense of diversity and inclusion um, and, and multiple perspectives? How do we build our creativity to be able to find new solutions to dilemmas that are, are seemingly unsolvable? You know, how do we build the courage and courage you're not going to get from a search platform. Courage is something that you have to build over a period of time and practice and fail and learn and stand up and um, win some and lose some and figure out how to find those internal beliefs and confidence and credibility to be able to continuously um, take risks and, and be brave and do things that you haven't done before. So that's a lot of these capabilities I'm talking about now. Curious, creative, courageous, critical thinking, being conscious around how we make decisions, being collaborators, being change navigators, and being a contributor, not a consumer only, in society to build healthy long-term communities. These are capabilities, and that's why we're calling them critical capabilities. They're not just short-term information or short-term knowledge that we need. It's a deep sense of how we think, how we feel, how we act, and how we show up with our regular daily routines and habits that enables us to respond differently to the world and be able to make an impact and not just survive, but thrive and and, and sort of embrace this highly uncertain, very
0: unpredictable world that we're in. Absolutely. And I think that answers one of my other questions, which is really why now. But I suppose it is, we understand the need for change, but... It's almost how now with, with us being so overloaded with, you know, extra demands from, from the pandemic, with, with the rate of work the way it is, you know, we've already seen that people have such a little bit of time to actually dedicate to learning. How do we contend with this? How do we even begin to start looking at developing these eight uh, capabilities?
1: You know, Karen, it goes back to how are we naturally processing data and information what are our intentions and what are we paying attention to? And start to really understand what are we automatically doing and responding to life? And if we can observe and build that level of witness and that level of uh, observation, we call it metacognition. Think about how we're thinking, watch ourselves doing what we're doing and keep on asking ourselves, is this the most effective way? How is my level of stress today? Am I showing up with courage or am I hiding behind uh, a fear of something? and that's what the book really helps you to build is something that doesn't take more time it takes a level of awareness and the level of awareness is around you know how can I think differently about this and not just go into an automatic response how can I build a habit that is something I do every day as part of my day not something extra in my day And, and even something simple like driving a a different way to somewhere where you're going or eating a meal in a different way or having a different type of conversation with a colleague or thinking through a problem from somebody else's shoes. Each of those are little habits and little skills and little thought patterns and belief systems that don't necessarily take more time. What what we need to learn is what do we start to do on a day-to-day basis to build those new neural paths until that becomes the new automatic. So if we can, in a way automate ourselves for resilience and Mm. start showing that optimism and courage becomes your natural default as opposed to fear and anxiety and and, and stress. If you start looking at asking the question first, how do I collaborate when you're faced with a a challenge of resources and and, and time and a dilemma in your workplace, how do we work together or how can we use strengths together rather than saying, how can I just get my piece of the pie? So it's it's, it's really shaping the way we think, feel, and act um, through beliefs and habits in order to do that. And I think, you know, what we've also built in to make it very user-friendly and and easier to remember is a set of characters or what we call identities where you're moving sort of from uh, an identity such as an anxious controller. If you think about a, you know, lack of courage, if you wanted to control everything and be very anxious and full of fear and worried about the future... You know, the opposite identity is in a courageous adventurer, someone who's willing to go out there and to fail fast and to try new things and to be willing to be vulnerable. And that's sort of your courageous identity. So if you can start cultivating those as part of your day-to-day life and work at home and with your teams, then you start practicing that and becoming that over time. Like with any habit, new habit forming, whether it takes As some people say, 21 days, and some people say up to an average of 66 days, and some people think forever if we don't keep doing the same thing. We're building new automatic habits to make that
0: happen. And I can see exactly, you know, probably why you're starting with curiosity there, because all of that relies on a more curious and non judgmental nature about let me see what happens, a what if kind of question.
1: Yes. And, and, and I mean, the other question would be, you know, how would other people see this and mm. what other voices do I need to um, listen to? And how have I become very flat or bored or, or the same in my relationship, in my team, in my organisation, in my industry? Because the longer we are in any situation, the more our bodies and brains automatically automate the processing to try and reduce the resources used. Um, as opposed to actually stimulate new thinking and figuring out how we do things differently, because that's going back into discomfort and change, which our brain doesn't like. So we're training the brain to to be open to thinking differently
0: in a state of um, chaos and uncertainty. Absolutely, and that obviously takes a lot of repetition and practice just to get those neural pathways to to kind of rebuild themselves.
1: Yes, and and, and yeah, you know, that's why we also created the the eight capabilities because they all start feeding off each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can think about wanting to be more co- courageous in being able to say no to a difficult client or a boss, or being able to have an honest difficult conversation with somebody, in, you know, in order to be courageous, you also have to be curious about where they're coming from. You also have to have a collaborative mindset, mm-hmm. and you also have to be thinking about change and and why this conversation is really important. In order for us to have that conversation, so they all work together. Absolutely,
0: but now why eight and not not
1: twelve or six? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a it's an interesting one. We started off with about fifteen in the beginning. <laughs> okay. So we went through quite a lot of um, not quite a lot, a, a very deep dive into a lot of the research that was out there around the future skills required. And yes, digital skills are absolutely critical, and understanding the digital world and 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 programming and robots and, and figuring out what digital technology you need for your company. But we wanted to focus in on the mindset and the beliefs and the habit side of things. And we looked at the World Economic Forum and the, and the future skills, jobs for the future. We looked at the Institute of the Future. We looked at a whole lot of consulting companies, you know, Korn Ferry, Ernst & Young and McKinsey and Harvard and a whole bunch of those. We looked at Singularity University. We looked at organizations like Google and, and and others and we did a full meta-analysis and we came up as I said initially with about 15 but of course you know with the brain we usually chunk things in you know up to up to they say three to four chunks at a time and maybe up to seven so we thought 15 might be a little bit much so we it down and we prioritized by having lots of conversations with our clients into the eight critical ones and because they integrate so importantly with each other that's why we ended up with with 8 and I don't know 8 had a good ring to it
0: what makes power up 8 framework and capabilities so unique i think a lot of um skill building uh,
1: and relevant skill building is around sort of the this is the the what and this is the how and you know if you take something like curiosity you can talk about curiosity you can talk about the importance of being curious you can talk about curious role models but What Power of Eight does is it unpacks it in the way that the brain and the neuroscience of learning and change actually works. So we've built a framework around the Power of Eight. If you can sort of imagine a circle where you've got an identity. So the importance of cultivating an inner identity empowers you to start thinking and feeling. Almost like stepping into the shoes of a courageous adventurer enables you to think about what would a courageous adventurer believe? That I can do this. That I'm not afraid to fail. That um, I'll be able to bounce back. That you know experimentation will empower me in the future. So you cultivate the identity. You practice the beliefs. Those beliefs will enable you to be able to build certain feelings around confidence and openness to to feedback, and then set the habits in place. So the the, the book and the learning program is built around that framework. So you've got all the tools you need to build the new neural pathways, to build the beliefs, to build the emotions, to build the habits. And then the book is packed with um, lots of very practical habits and tools and a huge bunch of our best, best resources that we've come across over the last two years in order for you to take that even further and even deeper. So we're not just building content or knowledge or awareness at, a one, at one level. We're actually embedding that into how we, how we do the work. And if you read the book and follow the, inst- the processes in there, or if you do the workshop and you actually do the pre and the post work and application of learning, we are seeing it on a day-to-day basis, how people are taking this knowledge and the skills and the habits and they're actually changing their lives. They are changing how they impact each other. They are changing how their teams work. They are changing how they lead organizations.
0: And we're seeing some absolutely amazing shifts. That sounds fantastic and I cannot wait till episode two when we can actually start delving into depth with each of these eight skills and competencies but thank you so much for joining us today. The book is currently available and there's a link to it directly from the Talent Talk site Um, and really looking forward to the next episode.